Hi, thanks for listening to my podcast. Let me introduce you with Jane Milton. I've been working with food businesses for 35 years and now I'm taking you behind the scenes in my business to connect with some of the great specialists, entrepreneurs and producers that we work with to hear how we create strategies that inspire business and how we help them create the perfect teams for specific projects and for their business as it grows so that they can get great results faster and much more cost effectively with our support than they would on their own. I truly believe the food industry in the UK has some of the best people in it and I'm lucky enough to know and work with the very best of those. Let me introduce you to Claire Clark, MBE, consultant pastry chef and the only woman in the UK to be awarded an MOGB. More of that in a little while. Claire and fellow pastry chef Sarah Crouchman partner in Pretty Sweet, a high-end patisserie catering service which produced pastry treats for hotels, events like Chelsea Flower Show for Wimbledon and desserts for the Brit Awards. In the week that we are recording this, they're making 1,100 Yule logs and hand-decorating 350 Christmas cakes they'd already baked, not to mention hundreds of mince pies, all done with incredible finish and a real eye for detail. Claire has worked at the Ritz, the Intercontinental, Claridge's, Buckingham Palace and in California with Thomas Keller for five years at the French Laundry. She's worked alongside some of the best known chefs and pastry chefs in the UK and has loved the opportunity to learn from them all. We talk about what her current day entails, about running a business as well as creating new products and working out the schedules, timings, etc. for all of that day's production. We talk about being organised, methodical, practical and if that is why pastry attracts a lot of female chefs rather than the main kitchen where things are very urgent and very much here and now. Claire reveals that she's a Marmite lover and she talks about what surprises her that she has done in her career. We talk too about the challenges facing the industry, about the shortage of skilled pastry chefs and how we can encourage more people into those jobs. For all that Great British Bake Off is a huge hit, there are still not the numbers of people we need wanting to learn these skills and work their way up the way that Claire did. So how would you describe your job to other people? I would describe my job as wonderful, hectic, organised, sometimes organised chaos. (laughs) I think... I'm still part of a production team. Yep. So when I, I get up at five, well, I don't get up, I leave the house between 5.15 and 5.30 in the morning um, and I get into work about seven and I go straight into production. So, <laughs> you know, people might think I sit in an office, might think, you know, I'm doing paperwork. I do the paperwork and the office work throughout the day. Yep. But without without actually sitting in an office. So I'm doing it on my feet, you know, on the go. I'm very lucky that I have a business partner, Sarah Crouchman. So we take care of that together. So it's quite nice to Lovely, have two people it? rather than one person. So it's not all down to you. We manage that between us. But otherwise, I'm cooking. I'm literally cooking every single minute of the day. And cooking so, new things or... I mean, because I, I, because we've already had a bit of a chat. I know that this week there are something like eleven hundred Yule logs ahead of you. You told me, which seems <laughs> That's right. incredible. I bet you won't be eating one of them next week. <laughs> <laughs> I won't be. You're right. No, I'll people be always say to me, 
People always say to me, what do you love? I say, whatever I haven't made all week. You know, because you do. It's just hard to be enthused at the end of 1,100 of them. Yeah, it's so true. In a couple of months, it will really appeal to you again. (laughs) When when, when no one else is eating it, we'll be eating it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's it's busy. You know, we, we do production. That's what we do. And we do it big scale. Yeah. So, you know, we do we do this time of year, mince pies, your yes, your logs. We've got three hundred and thirty um Christmas cakes, hand decorated Christmas cakes. We just got to add another hundred of those today, which you know, when when you're adding a hundred, yeah. you've already got three hundred and thirty. You know, it's That's it's a lot, isn't it? How many um, in your team then? Just now <laughs> well, at this time of year. Well, you think it was big, wouldn't you? No, you would think it no. was big, but no. No, same staffing issues as everybody else. Yeah. Only our customers don't don't see that. No. So well, they're not so interested in that part, are they? No. So that's no. why we have to be organized. That's why we are mm-hmm. super, super organized, super methodical. You know, we work in a certain fashion, like like all pastry chefs. Yeah. You know, we get our mise en place done, we get our bases done, we get our foundations done, and we do our finishing. So our day is very much split up into production and finishing. Yeah. Uh, so we do, you know, finishing production. You know, we mix up what comes first, or sometimes we yeah. we we have a team doing production, a team doing finishing. But you know, there are literally five five or six of us in the kitchen at any one time. Oh, fantastic! And that is it. And you know, it's it's busy. So yeah. we're, we're you know people making gar- handmade garnishes, decorations for um, Christmas afternoon tea. You know, if you think you've got a couple of thousand of those to do, and you, and you know, we we always go by minutes or by seconds. Mm-hmm. You say, right, it's going to take us to make each little decoration. I've got to make, you know, today I got to make two hundred and fifty icing gingerbread men. Well, each of those is going to take me a minute, or it might take me thirty seconds, and I got to time set up by the number. That's, and then, then you that's, think that's four hours, yeah, just that's on that's one little tiny. Yeah, finishing aspect. Yeah. So yeah. They, then you can give that person that job and give them a time, give them a goal. Or we say, right, two of us are going to do it. And it's going to take us that amount of time because we, we need to move on to something else. So it's all very much planned. And, That's you know, that we plan it the, the week, and the day. So obviously before. at the moment, very much Christmas things. And are they going, because you're saying afternoon tea, so they're going to afternoon teas and they're also going two people as gifts because I imagine nobody's eating a whole Christmas cake <laughs> no you're right <laughs> an afternoon yeah. tea so they're yes, like corporate exactly. gifts and that kind of corporate thing gifts. yeah they mm-hmm. go put, put me in the hampers so yeah we're doing Stollen's Christmas puddings yeah mince pie back you know also anything Christmassy you could think yeah. of Wonderful. yeah the Yule Logs this week but I yeah. can't think I, I've lost count of how many Christmas puddings we've made big so and small. So when did you start on Christmas production? We normally start in July. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we literally, because people keep adding to it, we literally yeah. are making up to the last day of close down. Literally. So when's your last <laughs> order then going to be? Uh, this year it'll be the 17th, going out on the right. 17th, Friday the yeah. 17th. Yeah. And then, and then two weeks of getting over it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, we've got New Year's Eve in between. Right. So we've got a bit yeah. of New Year's Eve in between. So when it's not Christmas, is it, you know, what, because obviously things are quite seasonal. So what's different? Middle of the summer, what are you doing? What keeps you busy? Summer's our busiest time. So it starts with Chelsea. Events and things. Yeah, Yeah. starts with Chelsea Flower Show. 
Um, That's my personal favourite of the year. So I just love that. I mean, obviously, you've got Valentine's and Easter before that, but the big, big star is Chelsea. Starts in May with Chelsea. And I love doing all of that stuff. And then it goes into any and every and sporting event from there on in. other people's events then. So that's yes, catering for yeah. the Chelsea, the RHS afternoon tea or the those yeah. sorts well, of things. Every, yeah, different, the different restaurants there. They have several different restaurants. Yep. So, yeah, different aspects. We work um, with Chardon Blanc, Raymond yes. Blanc, doing the Chardon Blanc. Yeah, so diff- lots of different areas, lots of different things, desserts, yes. tea, pastries, all sorts of things. How, yeah, and then things like that, how do they come to you with an idea and then you show them or do they come to you with their finished product that they like? Does it work that both, way? Or both, both, both. <laughs> yeah, they'll, say, they'll come to us and say, you know, mostly they'll say you have a free hand. Um, now before that's why before they, come they to you. <laughs> yeah I think before yeah before they used to have maybe have an idea but they're quite happy for us now they'll say right you know they sometimes give us a flavor like um definitely with 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 um Raymond Blanc he'll come with a flavor profile and the say you know I want, uh-huh. yes that he wants to use and we'll work around that and he we work very closely with his team he has a wonderful yep. team actually um and we work very closely with his team on that um, but otherwise, so yeah, they'll just sort of say, well, you know, keep it seasonal, keep it fresh, try and include floral or herbal. And, you know, we work around that every year. Wonderful. That's great. And your experience before you set this business up, you have just been all the places that I would like to have been, you've been at. Because, I mean, you've worked at Claridge's, you were at the Ritz, you were at Buckingham Palace. Tell, tell us a little bit about what some of that was like. Oh, well, you know, I was very young at some of those days. I know. <laughs> 1984, I was at the Ritz. I was 20, oh. I think. I don't know, 20, 21. I mean, it seems like, you know. A lifetime age, Yeah, yeah, really an age ago. And always but on yeah. pastry. Always, always on so pastry. So you always knew. Uh-huh. Well, I started off at the Randolph Hotel in Oxford in the mm-hmm. kitchen, straight from college, only because I couldn't get a job in the pastry. Mm-hmm. And then was lucky enough to get <laughs> then got a job in pastry and went into pastry. So, yes, you know, 30, never 35 plus years in pastry. Fantastic. But, um, yeah. yeah. And, no, a, and a stint in California. Wonderful. was wonderful. Yeah, the Bluebird, Open Bluebird, that yeah, was wonderful. Open the amazing. Wolseley, that was wonderful. And yeah, then then the French Laundry, French Laundry which was just the highlight of my career, really. They're I just amazing. love that place. Yay. I love Thomas. I love the ethos. I love the way we work. Everything about it was just the most amazing place. And then do you, when you come back and, and eventually have your own place, do you bring that ethos with you? Is that... Um, what has influenced you? Yes, yes and no, because things here are different. Yeah. I always say like being at the French Laundry is like being in the best army in the world. Right. It's so disciplined. It is mm. unbelievably disciplined, but it's also really beautiful and everything mm-hmm. is just perfect. And that, you know, you can't really want for more. Replicate that, that? no. Yeah, well... You you have to have the people, the team to replicate it. You can't replicate it by yourself. No. You need to have a team of people to help you replicate that. And that comes with time, I think. Thomas built yep. that team up over time. 
So you have to do that over over time. Oh, and also the experience pe- to yeah. be part of that. So. And the people here are different. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's very much going back to, to old school, Jane, where yeah. people, we, we have a respect for Thomas, all the people that have respect for Thomas, and we know that we've mm-hmm. been hand and we know that we're lucky to be there, we know that we're a select few, that you give your all. I mean, yeah. and, and more, you give every ounce of your <clears> being <throat> because you are lucky enough to be there. Yeah. And you just don't have that much in the UK anymore. No. Or, or, or since I've been back, I'm a little bit, but but it's got less and less over the, the years that I've been back. The shame, isn't um, it? Yeah, it is. And people move around and, they, you know, they just flit here, flit there. Nobody takes too much time or everybody thinks they know everything. Everything and... quick. I know. I think that now, I think when you hear what people's expectations are of where they'll start, you yeah. know, they're like, Sous chef, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. We had really? a young lady come the other That's day for a chef for a chef to party position, mm-hmm. and all she had ever made before was brownies. And we were like, I don't think you realise what a chef to party here does. No, because, you know they need to know a lot, lot more that. than that, and they do. Yeah. You know, you know, they have to be able to run a sec, you know, run all the sections really. Yes, and and know, you know, at least five years training. To, to be a chef to but, that, you know, but that's not that's not how the industry is anymore at the moment, no, Jane. No. no. I know, and I mean that's somebody else that it. I always think about when I think about you is Jean Hubert. And oh. you know, the way that people spoke about him, the yeah. you know, the respect that people had for him, the the way they hung on his every word about things, and even people 20 years away from him would always call him chef would always you know want to hear his opinion on something and really value that and things and I do think that has faded now that kind of I think so I mean you you know John John Hubert for me is 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 a god I mean you know Mm -hmm. he's he he's my mentor and 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 many people's but I don't there's anybody Mm -hmm. Who passed through him who wouldn't consider him a mentor. No. Because he, and he his knowledge, his experience, his yeah, yep. inspired everything about him. And he shared, he shared, you know, yes. that he, he was wanted happy you to pass to do that well. on. He yes. wanted you to, he wanted to see people do well. He wanted to help them progress, you know, and, and you don't see much of that anymore. But no. you know, there That's aren't enough gift, John Hubers. No. There aren't enough John Hubers in the world anymore. No. 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 But that but that's great. <laughs> Great to have had that opportunity to, to work along with them. Yeah. And then you got an MBE. Oh, yes. So, I mean, and that's 10 years ago, <laughs> madam. I know. Was it really yeah. 10 years yeah. ago? I cannot believe it. Where did that go? <laughs> I, know. I know. It's amazing. But, yeah, oh. so tell me about who who did you get it from when you went to get well, it? Well, I will tell you that because a very dear lady who has recently passed away, and that was Sarah Jane Staines. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, who was the director of the Academy of Culinary Arts. Yes. Now, when I was a wee little thing at the Ritz back in that 1984, and then I went to the Intercontinental, and that's where I really became 
uh, known to Sarah, Sarah Jane, um, yep. and the Academy. And I was just helping all those big chefs do things. So I was just mm-hmm. little Claire, and I was always called the little one. L- little Claire. I know I am little, but I was little Claire, but I remained yeah. little Claire for the, you know, even now I'm little yeah. Claire. Yeah, and I always did think, I was one of those people who volunteered, you know, and Sarah yes. said, oh, Clara, Clara, come and help do that. Clara, come and help do that. You know, because I was very much with um, John Huber, was going to college with John yes. Huber. Um, Peter Kronberg was in the academy. There was something called Take Six Cooks. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yes. yes. Okay, <laughs> so they'd all come round to the intercom. There'd be um, Misha Bourdain and who else was in there? Antoine Mossiman, Paul Gale, all that lot. And they used to Paul. go to Paul's the one of my oh, favourite people because he's never, ever amazing. too busy to help you. Oh, no, always has oh. an opinion, always happy to share yeah. stuff with you. And incredibly know. talented. But that's another yeah. person that's been there since the beginning for me, yep. you know, all that lot. Yeah, and that's where I met Sarah and the Academy and I was helping all the chefs do things, you know, just – Pitching up, pair of hands doing this, pair of hands doing that. And, and I think Sarah was yes, yeah. get great experience. And Sarah was those people very early on, really took a, you know, really helped me and had a belief in me that perhaps I didn't have in myself at that time, right. Jane, to be honest. Yep. Um so she saw something and she in was, you. Yeah, and she was and pushing encouraged me forward. It. Yeah, it was pushing me forward to things that maybe make me things I didn't particularly want to do as well, that were a bit uncomfortable doing. You know, stand up here and talk about that. Yeah. Oh, I don't I'm not really a stand up and talk person. And she'd be like, <laughs> Well, you'll be all right, off you go. Yeah, so and she she put me forward and I was immense. I didn't even know, Jane. I tried to give it back. Isn't that terrible? So no. it came, um yeah, I did. I really did. And so who it presented to, it to you? Oh, what's her name? Um, Anne. Princess, Princess Anne. Princess Anne, yes. Yeah, it. but the letter came to my dad's house. Oh. And I opened it up and it, I I didn't read my name on it. And I just thought, what's this about an MBE? This can't be for me. And I put it to the side and left it there for about two weeks. And my dad picked it up and he said, oh, it's wonderful. Your mum and I are so happy. And I was like, what? What are you talking about? And he said, well, you're MBE. And I said, I haven't got an MBE, Dad. It's, it just came. It's, you know, I've got to put it back in the post. And he said, no, it's for you. And he had to show me, Jane. He had to physically show me. Isn't on that the lovely? It was on page three. My name is on page three. I don't know what to put it down there for. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I know. Oh. And so anyway. then when was your... Um, MOGB was that before the yes. MBA? Yeah, that was yeah. before. That's and that was a very special thing before. too. And, and I mean, we've had the conversation about the fact that it's not an easy thing to say the Mayor of Ouvrier de Grand Bretagne. So I think because of that, they now call it the Master of Culinary Arts. But as you yep. say, you've hung on to still using MOGB because use, your yes. process was different. Your the, the people that assessed you were different and things as well. But I mean, that's, these yeah. are incredible accolades, madam. Yeah, I mean, again, I you've I done a wee bit more than pitched up and helped. <laughs> but it's because I've had that support, Jane. And I think yeah. that's something that young people, you know, don't take enough. Um, you, you know, they think they know everything, but really you yeah. don't. And and people are there to help you. And yes. I was there and listened to people and people and showed we, me. We and you absorb that information. We take yeah. those opportunities. 
you know, don't just think you know it because you don't. And there's no. just wonderful people out there and, and they're the people who taught me. Yes. You know, and I just absorbed the information that they gave me. And, you know, you know I'd I mean, be nobody all, without those people. We often ask people about who their role models were, but, you know, you are a shiny example of the fact that there have been several. And I have no yes. doubt that there are people that have worked under you that have also felt that from you too. Oh, there's, I hope there's so. no doubt. No, I definitely. Oh, I, I do would hope certainly that. Think so. Oh, you're so sweet, Jane. I do and hope that. I think to you know, female chefs bring a a, a different side to that, don't we? They're, they're more we approachable and. You know, yeah. certainly in kitchens and things. I mean, the way kitchens were when you started out, and the and the demands on people and things versus how how you run now. You know, I mean, a lot of that. Yeah, it's changed bad a lot culture. over the years. The bad yeah. stuff of it has certainly changed, hasn't yes, it? So. it has. And I think you know the Claire Smiths of the world, the Angela Hartnets, and all those yep. people. I think they really. You know, yes. switch that trend into yes. and Lisa Allen. Great respect yes. for Lisa Allen as well. I mean, all those young ladies, you know, really made a difference to you know how a kitchen operates and how it feels. And, and it's that thing too. It's it. great for women thinking about a career in food to see other people modelling that because I think if you don't see other folk, other women doing what you do you could think it's not something that you could do. And I think it's always better when you see somebody you think is like you, you, you you're much more likely to, to consider that then as an option. So I think it's great to see as many females in pastry too. Yes, I do too. And I think there's always been more, more women in pastry than men generally. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe not in the old days, but certainly when I was no. coming into it, um, there more do you think females than males. I think because it's more gentle, it's not as ferocious as on our stove. It's yeah. le- less tension. You know, you work in a quieter way, um, maybe more disciplined, you know, yeah. more methodical, whereas kitchen's very here and now. Yes. Hotter, urgent. Alive, in- instant. Urgent. Yeah. yeah, instant. And probably not things. as organised, but as that organisational side maybe lends yeah. itself more to... To women? Yeah, to women, exactly. Oh, that's That's interesting. (laughs) Um, Who is the best boss you've ever had? Well, that's easy, isn't it? I'd say Thomas Keller, definitely. And then equal on an equal balance for patisserie would be Ernst Backman, who was my pastry chef at the Intercontinental Hotel. Um, He's retired now, but he has Backman's Mm -hmm. patisserie that his son runs in Thames Ditton. Yes. But he's a, he's Swiss and mm. that Swiss Austrian German mentality. Yeah. yeah, the discipline, the discipline and the mentality of tack, 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 tack. everything has a reason. Everything goes like clockwork, you know, to to the yes. minute, to the second. It's like that 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 you do this, that 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 you do that 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 that, and I've, that has stood me my yes. whole career I don't think I could have learned I wouldn't have learned that from Thomas or anybody else that no just that alone has stood me my whole career that's interesting um, isn't it it's yeah and everything works everything has to work Jane everything yeah. works you know all the recipes work you know it's like this it's like that the real There's attention no... to detail and stuff yes yeah love oh, it that's good <laughs> 
Now, this is something that we ask everybody. Too much of what is never enough. (laughs) Too much of what is never enough. And I would say for me, butter. There's no such thing as too much (laughs) butter on something, in something. Yeah. Wine. Wine. (laughs) Too much wine is never enough. Good. That's an honest answer right yeah, there. That is no, an no, honest but, answer. but if we come, if we're thinking about food, I would say uh watch your cord again. Marmite. Oh. Yep. Marmite. Mar- Too much marmite is never enough. No, I have marmite every day. Some I love marmite. some way or other. I love it. <laughs> I have drink it every it. single day. I don't know if you ever do that, but I put it in hot water and yeah, have a drink sometimes. of marmite. I love that. Yeah, in a way that I, I have... don't like bovril, but no, I don't like. Sometimes bovril. I think I want Ugh. something sweet. You know, I don't want something sweet, but I want something savoury. Yes. But I don't really want a bowl of soup, or yeah, you know, I would go and have a marmite. But I do marmite and toast, marmite and a crumpet, marmite on anything. Yeah. I've marmite and peanut butter together. Yes, I tried that. Yeah. Oh my god, that's, that's yeah. delicious. And and marmite and tahini is another one that's quite similar. Yes, but yeah. Have, Marmite and chocolate, marmite and anything, marmite and chocolate, marmite and cake, marmite and anything. I saw Nadia Hussein (laughs) recently making uh, macaroni and cheese and she put a hefty amount of marmite in it. And I thought, yes, yeah, casserole, stews, bolognese, it all goes in. So too much marmite (laughs) is never enough. There you are, that's the first. We haven't had that one. (laughs) So when folk talk about you stepping out of your comfort zone, what, when you look back, does it amaze you that you've done? That if you'd had a blank sheet of paper, you'd never have thought I would be doing that. Going to California to work. Is that right? Yeah. Oh. I've never, I've never missed a Christmas. I'm a complete home girl. Yeah. To say that I would leave the country and go as a single person. Yep. Which is for a very five years thing too. to work yeah. and live, I would never see myself doing that ever. I've, I've never lived more than an hour and a half away from my family. Oh. Um, never missed a Christmas until then. I mean, that's amazing because someone in case you're alone, for, isn't it? And were you away for all those <laughs> Christmases then? Yes. Uh, yeah. 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 That is that is something. So yeah, that was an amazing thing to think that I would never ever thought I would have. Yeah, no. left my family and gone to live somewhere else for five years. And what did you learn about yourself then as a result of doing that? That you can um, do it, that you that I can do it. Because yeah. if anyone who knows me, Jane, will laugh because I can't actually do anything for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody thinks I'm this amazing pastry chef, but I can't actually do anything other than make cakes. Aww. I'm absolutely hopeless at life. Hey, you ask me to fix and you know change a yes. light bulb fix a fix something no like, the car I've no I've always had people you know you other friends who help me with everything I say oh I think my oil needs changing and they're like don't you know how to do it I'd be like no you know and the same when I went to California and you know people just used to say oh Claire everyone feels sorry for me so I'm all right I can just look <laughs> at me and look oh she's hope she's helpless but and you managed like, to survive in California without that support network. The machine doesn't work. Can you help me? And someone come and help me, you know. Do you know, so it's, it's amazing. I came in on one night last week and the house didn't feel warm. And I felt the radiators and the radiators were freezing. And I had mm. quite a major piece of hot water tank and things put in last year. 
And I know that it's pressurised and I know vaguely that it's dangerous, but I don't have a clue what to do with it (laughs) if it doesn't work. And I had phoned the plumber and said, you going to offer me any guidance (laughs) on this, you know? And he said, not without seeing it. And I went to bed that night and I got up the next and he'd said, I'll come on Monday. And I'm thinking, Monday? Oh my God. But I've got a gas fire, so I would have had that, but I wouldn't have had hot water or anything. And it was Saturday morning, it was all working again. And you think, (laughs) did it not work last night? I know. And and, and, um, I phoned my um, friend's son, who is a, a heating engineer today, to say to him, could you please come out and service it? It is working, but yeah. there's obviously something somewhere about it. And he said, what did you do? I said, went to bed. What do you think I did? <laughs> exactly. what do you think? Nothing more you can do. No, there? absolutely. No, exactly. I just, I, you know, I've, I mean, and I remember last year too, just after it was all put in, they hadn't connected things properly and there was a flood and they'd moved the stopcock to make the new bathroom and so, of course, wow. I had no idea where the stopcock was. And the no. tank fills from the mains, so it would have permanently kept going, you know. So I had to I don't know him. where mine is either, Jane. I don't well, know I where to, the stopcock is. Where I is that? Yeah, I had I to phone him is. and say, come quickly. Because <laughs> and he went, I said, my house is flooding. And he went, what do you mean? <laughs> so I sent him pictures and he was like, okay, I'm coming now. <laughs> I was like, I didn't even have a it. bucket because I had a steam mop. So I don't oh need gosh. a bucket. So I didn't have a bucket. No. He was like, what do you mean I'm, you don't have a bucket? I was like, I don't have a bucket. <laughs> yeah. I'm glad it's not only me. Because no. I feel it's only me sometimes. Like, it's only me. <laughs> I think, you know, you you leave you leave the house at five to go to work. You get back at eight o'clock at night. Yeah. It's small wonder that a lot of the, the day-to-day stuff passes you by. <laughs> oh, bless. It does, really. <laughs> What do you wish you had known about yourself earlier that you know now? You know, is there some skill that you've got? Is it your organisation? Because I think when we've got skills, we tend to think everybody has them. And it's maybe only, you know, as you get older that you realise not everybody thinks it's fun (laughs) to do that. Or yeah, what do I always say to Sarah, I can see that. Why can't they see it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That's true. I can see. I can see that needs cleaning. Why can't they see that needs cleaning? You know, it's things yeah. like that. It's just like I just think I'm hugely observant, and your attention you know, to detail, and my attention yeah. to detail. So I see everything, yet they see nothing. That's how I feel. I'm yeah, like, I see and everything. I can. Why well, can see it? Why can't they see it? And she just sort of rolls her eyebrows at me and says, it's, it's, <laughs> "They're not going to. Don't I, worry I about it." I saw a brilliant <laughs> sign the other day that said, "Did I just roll my eyebrows out loud?" <laughs> <laughs> and I think, oh, I, that would be my mum. My mum and I communicate on one of these Amazon Alexas, you know, with yes, yeah. And I say to her, "Mum." You can't get away with what you would on the phone because I can see the face you're making at me. It's really funny. It's taken out. We've been all through lockdown. We've been communicating like that. She goes, when I tell her something, I'm like, yeah, I saw that face. (laughs) That's lovely. But it isn't, I know. It has been an amazing thing. It really has. I feel like I sit down twice a day and chat to her, you know. That's lovely. It has been good. Mm -hmm. What's the best thing you've eaten recently? Probably a, a, it was a 
I've worked what it's called. It's things called Bigos. It's um my partner made it and he's Polish Russian and it's like a Polish casserole. Ooh. And it is just delicious. And, and it, it sounds what, horrible because it's like... What kind of things are in it? Uh-huh. Well, it sounds horrible, right? I'm going to tell you, you're going to go, that's the best thing you've eaten, you poor thing. <laughs> no, but it's just tasty. No, no, I get that. It was delicious. It's cabbage mm-hmm. and sausage. Oh, and yeah. then it's all sort of casseroled up in, yep. I don't know, like stock or something. And it's got herbs and stuff in it and onions are in it. And it's just delicious. And you just get that and a bowl of crusty bread. And I went back there instead of coming back here one night last week. And that's what he gave me to eat. So it's raining outside. You know, you come home after a hard day and Just work. good sausage and oh, cabbages. When yes. I was at school, I went to Alsace for a short period of time to live with a family. And they did all these kind of like pork casseroles with cabbage and stuff Sounds in them. Delicious. And I love and I love yeah. sauerkraut and I love, you know, sauerkraut yeah. in hot dishes mm. and things. It's that same sort of thing. It is. Yes. It's comfort food as well. It's warming and comforting. Sausages, isn't it? Too? And that's what you need at this time of year. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's, that sounds like a good thing. But during lockdown, we had to say to folk, what have you eaten? It could be at home because <laughs> <laughs> it was never anywhere else, you know. No, so I'm, I'm glad now at least that we don't. It's not always in your own house that you've eaten something. Yes, exactly. Um, if somebody was going to start a business like yours, what would you tell them to make sure they concentrated on early on? Know where you're going. Have a business yeah. plan and know where you're going before you start. Know what you want I think to that's, out of it. Yeah, that's really important. Have a business plan for, you know, not just a year, for no. five years, three years, five years. Your game plan, know, your end yeah, plan. Yeah. Yeah. Know what your, your, what your beginning, your main, your end is and, enough, how you, and how a, you think you're going to get there. Yeah. On a recent podcast, we were speaking to Jennifer John from a series PR and she said something very similar and she said, no, be realistic about what you want from it, how you think yeah. it will work with your life. And, yeah. you know, and, and and I think, you know, all of that is good stuff, isn't it? Sometimes you think, I really love that. I think I could mm. do it. I mean, I, you know, I had a, a chocolate brownie business, which happened by accident because we yeah. sent a retailer some chocolate brownies as a thank you. And they said, if you made these, we would buy them. And so that's how that started. And I got four or five years in. And yeah. The business was doing well and the accountant said, you're going to have to invest, you know, a lot more now mm. to take it to the next level, which means yeah. you really need to work in it full time because I was still running my mm. consultancy. And I said, yeah. I don't like this business, though. Yes, I had never, sick. ever set out to have a chocolate brownie yeah. business, do you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and I don't like the I mean because we were doing one product. So, I mean, if you yes. think seen enough. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> You more eyebrow raising there, yeah. You know, I mean, if you, yeah, if you think you've seen enough you logs this week, yeah, no, no. I see chocolate brownies every no. single day. And, you know, I mean, it, it was different if it was Valentine's Day or Mother's Day, or but it mm. was the same things, do you know, all the time. Yes, and, yeah. and that's what I learned oh, about myself. I love doing different things all the time, working yes. out how to sort somebody's problem. Yeah. Finding a solution, letting them maintain it. And and yeah. the brownie business was not my no. dream, my dream job. And yeah. I think if I had 
ask myself more questions about that at the time. Whereas you think, oh, that's very flattering. Somebody thinks that we should make these <laughs> yeah. sucked along. And I think if I had really thought about it, yeah, I, I probably would. And funny enough, I said, I don't like doing the same thing all the time. And my friend's husband said, I've known that about you since you were 20. <laughs> yeah. And then, they, they forget to tell you that, though, yeah. don't they? And tell you know, you then when I look, I loved projects in my degree. Mm. I loved projects in my first couple of jobs. Yes. So I should have known it, but it hadn't yeah. been obvious because I think no. everybody works like that. Everybody sees what I see. Everybody. <laughs> I don't th- Sometimes I think you're in these things before it's obvious. Yes. That's how I feel about it. Yep. So it's yeah. good to have that plan in the beginning yeah and now that's something again that I would tell other people you know is think about think about what you want at the end of this and if it's really that before you do it yeah do you ever get time to read and do you read escapism do you read personal development do you read business development do you read a mix of them all what do you like Gosh, I don't read any development books I think you know someone someone I said to someone can I go on a certificate Assertive course. And he says, you're far yeah. too assertive as it is. No, you can't. <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> no, um, I do love reading. Absolutely mm-hmm. love reading. If I had more time, I would spend it reading. I love, love, love reading. So if you no go on a holiday, is that what you would do? That's what I do. And, I, and I, read, I can read a book in a day. Mm-hmm. Literally a day from start to cover. Maybe, you know, even a big book. I read yeah. one of the... Um, Stieg Larson books oh, yes, in, 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 in an eight hour sitting just from start Gosh. to finish yeah I just love reading you, it, you want to yeah I just need to just keep going I love stories it is a way of escapism for yeah. me because it takes you can't think about other things other than what you're reading and I really get into the characters yeah. and the books and, and I have quite a vivid imagination much truer than watching films on tv or something because you can yes still have a busy head while you're doing that whereas if you're reading a book yeah. no I read it properly and I really get into the reading. characters and yeah. I really want to know about it but my crime is my thing crime I love crime your so I love a good detective me. book, I, love I a can't true crime, love all read crime. any of those things because I don't see the point in scaring myself stupid. All the time. <laughs> oh. I know. Yeah, no. I love a good crime book. Uh-huh. Oh, good, good. If you were going to find yourself on a desert island and you could only take three things with you, now they can be food or they can be equipment. We have some incredible thing somebody has taken the equipment they'd need to make their own wine with them so, I mean you know there are wow. varied options but yeah your three things would be gosh I don't, I don't know off the top of my head you know just, if, if I had time to think about it I'd probably be something sensible you know I'd, really get, I'd get a list out, <laughs> make lots of lists and do things like that but yeah. I've got no time to think about it. I'd just grab silly things like as much wine as I could possibly take, as was allowed, definitely. Yep. Definitely the wine and the champagne would be number I think one. you might need a fridge then. Yeah, then I'd need a fridge to put it in, wouldn't I? And I suppose the Marmite. Yeah. <laughs> so there we are. <laughs> there you are. Who's Easily Marmite? done. Yeah. <laughs> nothing to put, just take the Marmite out of the jar, I suppose. I don't know. There's nothing practical there, is there? I don't know. No, no hunting there may knife. Be. No, nothing is it- else. <laughs> <laughs> 
is it is funny though, isn't it? Just to think about it, and it's amazing, you know how I know um, how basic our needs are when you're reduced to only three <laughs> things. But um, good stuff. Well, that's been really good fun to talk to you, and just to understand a little bit more about what your day looks like and things like that. Now, in the industry at the moment, obviously there are huge staff shortages and things, and it does seem that a lot of businesses are losing pastry chefs. What, you know, do you think then that that increases the opportunities for a business like yours? Because people won't have the skills in-house, so they're going to Mm. have to bring them in. Yeah, absolutely. And we have found that, that we have more requests from people because they haven't got pastry chefs. But the fact is, where are we getting our pastry chefs from? So what are you doing to try and find people for yourselves? Okay, well, it's it's difficult, Janice, we've already Mm -hmm. talked about because we need trained, skilled people. Yeah. So we've got people coming for interviews and it's their market at the moment. Yep. So, you know, they're coming for a chef to party. They want more money than we're paying our chef to party before. So they're wanting £30,000 for a chef to party who knows how to make brownies. We have a handmade bespoke patisserie. Yes. Your skill you know, level and, is off the scale. Yeah. And it's like, we need you to be able to do this, this, and this, and this. You can come as, you can come as a commie with no experience mm-hmm. and we will train you. But they say, yes, yes, we've come as a commie, but I want, you know, £24,000. We're like, well, actually, we're a relatively small company. We don't really have £24,000, no, you know, to, to pay to you as, as we as train, a, you. As we train yeah. you. And it's and this is where we're at in the industry. And as we're pacing, we're a very small part of the catering mm-hmm. kitchen, the kitchen as a whole. We're finding it. 10 times harder than the kitchen because there's right. less of us to begin with. And yes. there's been less of us for several years. Yes. And that has been getting smaller and smaller and smaller. And the people with the skill has been getting smaller and smaller and smaller. Well, but, you know, I um, I know because I mean, just one look at your website would make anybody <laughs> know that they want to come and work with you guys and learn to do oh. something. And, and, you know, both you and Sarah have very different skills and are very different people. And, and that's a great combination, too, in a business. So yeah, I, um, is. I really do hope that you can find the people that you deserve. And that Thank you, you. Keep doing we'll keep this, looking. But, we keep yeah. looking. <laughs> but, um, but thank you very much. And thank you thank for you. agreeing to speak to me in the middle of the night before you go oh, thank back you. and start a big... <laughs> Thank you for listening to my podcast. Let me introduce you with Jane Milton. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe in Apple Podcasts, Stitcher or wherever you listen to podcasts and make sure you don't miss an episode. Please leave a comment to let us know what you've enjoyed or connect to us on social media at Jane Milton Food. If you found it interesting, please share the details with other food businesses you know. We always love meeting new food businesses. See you next episode. Thank you.